Agenda setting conversations of the day. Right, a good moment to hear from you now on the passing of Prince Mangasutu Butelezi. 086-000-2032. Many different aspects coming from it. You may well have your own memories. You've really heard very strong views on the subject this morning. Uh, you've heard from the leader of his political party. Interested to hear from you on this on 086-000-2032. In the meantime, the DA is starting a legal challenge today to the decision by the energy regulator Nursa to increase the price of electricity by 30% over a period of several years also wants a judge to rule that load shedding is unconstitutional there's a lot going on today by the way the leader of the da is john sienhaisen john good morning good morning Stephen. great to be with you this morning and great to be with the listeners first i mean you will know of the long history of prince butter lazy you would have been in parliament with him how will you remember him uh, I've always had very fond memories of him. I think when you assess somebody's life, you need to look at the full view of their life, not points of it. But having grown up and been a public representative from KwaZulu-Natal, uh, Prince Butlesi has been a part of certainly our political life as long as I can remember. Um, I had a very good relationship with him. Um, he was a great source of counsel and advice. And I always found him impeccably polite, a wonderful student of history, and someone always uh, ready to, to, to help out when, when needed. Okay, you're in court today. What are you asking a judge for when it comes to load shedding and power prices? Well, the first one is the is to is to attack the thirty um, percent nurse increase. I mean, you've just heard on your financial report how stretched South African citizens are already, and many South African households are trying to keep their heads above water. Um, NURSA passing on a 30% hike means that that's the price that goes up for the cities and they're then obliged to raise their electricity prices accordingly in order to meet those NURSA increases. Our view is that this is the easy way out for government when they, what they should be doing is looking at ways in which they can tighten their belt. The 8 billion rand we spend every year, for instance, on VIP protection services, the mansions for ministers and many other areas where there's a lot of fat in the budgets. Uh, but of course, it's much easier just to go and make consumers pay more. But there will be consequences for that. And we need to combat these hyperinflationary increases because of the pressure they put on poor households. The social grants went up by 4% in the last financial year. Electricity going up by 10% will wipe out that entire increase in the social grant. Um, so it's very, very important that that we have fair tariffs. The second one is to make the point that that electricity is a human right and to be deprived of the right of of power and electricity in homes uh, is not fair and it is unconstitutional it's part of the reason why all the cities have to have lifeline tariffs uh, that are available to shield poor households from uh, the ill effects of uh, of not of not having electricity to have going off for long periods is damaging for the economy and there are alternatives to fixing it Okay, I mean, I I understand that, but a a court ruling, unfortunately, no matter what the law says, won't change the law of physics. We're not going to get more electricity out of Eskom very easily. No, but what they will be obliged to do is to put on the the table an actual proper plan to get us out of this crisis. And that surely would have to include breaking the state's monopolistic hold on electricity generation and supply in the country. Uh, part of the problem um, that you have is that the government is, keeps trying to breathe life back into Eskom when the real solution lies in opening up the electricity market to entrepreneurs, to the private sector, to be able to be part of the solution. Uh, these, this money that's, that's being sought now to loan 
to you know to expand the grid there's a huge opportunity for the private sector to step in there for private enterprise to step in and this is how electricity provision and supply works in modern progressive countries it's also helped countries like thailand got out of the mess that they were in with load shedding as a result of economic growth so we want a real plan put on the table about how we're going to get out of the the load shedding crisis above the promises that we keep being told by Minister Rabakopa when the things are getting better, they get worse. And uh, the president who you know, mm. keeps missing key deadlines and targets. Um, the other big issue today, and I must just ask you, is Busasiya Mukabani, the suspended public protector. There will be an open vote, as I understand it. MPs will have to stand up and say which way they're voting. Uh, you as the DA support the vote to remove her. Why are you voting with the ANC? Well, it's not voting with the ANC. It's voting for what is right uh, in South Africa. We bought the motion, you may recall, originally, um, the uh, Section 194 motion, and it was put in motion because of a motion that was passed in the House by the DA. Um, so we believe that she has done enormous damage to the credibility of the Office of the Public Protector. Um, she has been uh, involved in factional battles. We've said in the past that we believe that she was a plant from the State Security Agency. And I think that uh, we, the sooner we can close the chapter on the Mkobani era, uh, the easier it's going to be to hopefully be able to write a new era for the public Office of the Public Protector with somebody who actually understands the law, understands the rule of law, and will then also get on doing the job actually protecting the public and not the executive. If she's removed, um, and it seems likely that that's what will happen today, so it goes to the National Assembly, the National Assembly votes, you and the ANC together have the votes, then the President sort of makes the formal, you know, ad- accepts the recommendation from Parliament and removes her, is my understanding of the law. But then Koleka Koleka, who's the acting public protector, uh, remains as the acting public protector and, in fact, will pro- is being supported by the ANC and the IFP to take over the position permanently. I seem to recall that you don't you, you objected to her Palapala report. So is this really going to you know get the outcome that you want? Well, I wouldn't say that Koleka has got into the in, through the door yet. And you may recall people had the same approach when Cecil Burgess was being touted as the Inspector General of Intelligence. There's a lot of road to travel still, and there's a lot of discussion still taking place. So Ms. Kaleka's ascension to the position is by no means guaranteed. Um, but obviously, we have to remove Mkwabane uh, because of the damage she's done to the office and her complete uh, inability to grasp even the most basic tenets of law, like the separation of powers, um, because of the of the damage that is done to that important Chapter 9 institution, which we saw under the stewardship of Tuli Modensela, what a massively important position it can be in rooting out corruption and maladministration within the state. John Steenhuisen, thank you. Leader of the Democratic Alliance, 18 minutes to nine.